Hello, everybody. This is Mark Vines, and welcome to The Mark Vines Show. And just thank you once again for joining me on your one-stop shop for conservatism, freedom, liberty, and frankly, just the right way of living your life. Give me a follow on Facebook, uh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Parler, and follow me on Rumble, whichever is your preferred platform, because we're out there. And please send this podcast to all your friends and especially your liberal friends. And there's not a better time to uh, spread the idea of conservatism than right now. You know, today is August 17th, 2021. And yesterday, August 16th, I turned on the television just to be appalled, absolutely appalled at what I saw. I've been out of town for uh, much of the last week and was really kind of out of the news cycle. And I was just thoroughly disgusted by what I saw on the television. I thought I was watching scenes out of our departure from Vietnam uh, in the early 1970s, only to realize that, nope, this was uh, recent events. And I was stunned also to see the reaction to this administration, which has been covered for by the press, by liberal media, by Uh, All of the people that voted for this guy, it was like he could do nothing wrong. And I was seeing criticism of Joe Biden from circles that I never thought that I would see criticism from. And it was just uh, amazing to me. And this just proves what we have been saying all along, that this man was unfit for office. Uh, He's way, way, way above his pay grade at this point. And he's always been that way. Let, let's stop with this fact that, it, you know, that he's senile, that he's losing it, that, uh, you know, physically he can't do the job. All of that is true. But the fact is that if you follow Joe Biden for the last 40 years, he was never capable of doing this job. And as was once said, um, he's been on the wrong side of every single uh, policy issue imaginable on the uh, foreign policy side. I, I actually, I think in all policies, but particularly on foreign policy uh, side of the House. Um, This was absolutely a debacle. And, you know, I noticed that the press is not making a big deal out of this, but I want to point out that uh, Joe Biden was on vacation. You know that, right? He was on vacation, and he was up in Camp David, and he was monitoring events, apparently, allegedly, from Camp David. And then yesterday, he took a trip from Camp David to come down to the White House to give that despicable speech that he gave only to get back on Marine One and go back to Camp David on vacation immediately after giving that speech. Just let that sink in for a minute. And I want to ask all of you that were never Trumpers, that were Trump haters, I want to ask you, had that been Donald Trump, what would your reaction have been? What would the press's reaction have been? Furthermore, Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for the White House, was on vacation. At least Joe Biden had the wherewithal to come back down to the White House and give a speech. But she's answered no questions. She has not responded. Nothing. Let that sink in, folks. I just, I'm appalled. I, I, I was actually speechless yesterday when I watched the events and I watched Joe Biden's reaction to this. And those of you that know me know that it's not very often that I'm speechless, but I was speechless yesterday at the actions of this administration. And what did we hear? What did we hear in this speech? We heard that it was the previous administration's fault, that he had to follow the plan that was agreed upon by Donald Trump 
that the departure was to occur in May. This is an agreement that Donald Trump had made and that he didn't have any choice, that he had to follow it. I mean, after all, agreements are agreements. Now, I'm going to point out that Joe Biden has worked tirelessly in the times that he has worked, and I really should say it's his staffers that are doing this. He has worked tirelessly to overturn every single policy that Trump put forward. In fact, he began on day one. And now all of a sudden, when it comes to Afghanistan, we have agreements that he has to abide by. He can't change, and he can't do it because, well, after all, it was Donald Trump made an agreement, and we have to follow that agreement. That's the only time that he's done that. Now, folks, this is not only a human tragedy. It is not only a... Uh, you know, something that is just spits in the face of all the veterans that have gone over there into Afghanistan for the last 20 years. It's not only spitting in the face of this nation to the parents, to the family, the friends that have lost loved ones, those whose lives will never be the same. And I work with veterans in the wellness area, in the addiction area, and I have seen firsthand the damage that being over in Afghanistan has done. But these are people that went over because they thought they were doing the right thing. These are people that not only thought they were trying to, not only serving our nation, but uh, serving the Afghan people and helping them. This spits in their face, and it is, is despicable. Now, for those of you that say that Donald Trump said that we were going to withdraw from Afghanistan as well, so what's the problem? I get that. And I knew, I knew immediately that you all were going to go to that. Now, but let's be very clear about this. There is no one, and I have to say, I'm one of these people. I don't disagree that we should withdraw from Afghanistan. Um, 20 years is enough. Okay. If, the, if these people don't want to form a government and protect themselves, that's their business. But there's a way that you do it, there's a way that you exit from a country. You have a plan, and you do it safely. You do it incrementally. And if you go back and study what Donald Trump said to the, the leaders in Afghanistan, what he said was, we are going to secure all the major cities, and we are going to exit. And if there's any attacks on us, if there are any problems as we withdraw, then we will use force against the people that are perpetrating those acts. That's the, that's the plan that Donald Trump had. It was going to be incremental and, incremental, and we were going to get our people out, and we were going to get them out safely. And we were not going to have troops withdrawn from Afghanistan until that was done. Now, what happened here was we withdrew our troops and then started to withdraw our personnel. So for you Democrats that want to point the finger at Donald Trump, I want you to look at that very, very closely. Who in their right mind withdraws the protection, the troops, and then withdraws the civilians? Who would do that? Do you need to be a uh, a strategy or a statistician? Do you have to have gone to the Army War College, the Naval War College? Do you need to have gone to the Air Staff College, uh, the Naval Postgraduate School? Did you need to go to that Uh, go through that sort of training to understand that you keep forces in place and then bring your people out. As of today, I heard news reports that only 165 Americans have been evacuated. 165. That's not a whole lot, folks. And we saw all those images on the airport. 
of people out running on an active, active runway, chasing down a C-17, hanging on to a C-17. We had an airplane divert to a friendly third, uh, third nation that could not bring its landing gear up, so they had to declare an emergency and landed, and what they found were body parts inside the wheel well. This is despicable. This is a shame. This is a spot on our history. That under no circumstances should we have withdrawn under these conditions and in this manner. And I am so sick and tired of listening to Democrats point the finger at Trump, point the finger at Trump. Who among you, who among you thinks that Donald Trump would have exited Afghanistan in this way? Who among you? Call into the show. Reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show and interview you and explain to me how Donald Trump would have uh, withdrawn from Afghanistan. Folks, we live in very serious times. For those of you that think that the events in the 20th century could not happen in the 21st. And what I mean by that is major nation states being on the move, being aggressive, trying to take over the world, and trying to dominate other nations to include the United States. If you think those days are over, they are not. One of the things in history that we learn is that we do not learn from history. The world is still an evil place. Just because we defeated Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan does not mean that all evil was eradicated. Those of you that have been in the business that I've been in, whether it's police, uh, work, uh, federal, being a federal agent, or being in the military, you know that there's evil worldwide. In fact, there's a lot of evil worldwide. And we are staring it at it in the face right now. China is on the move. Iran is on the move. Iran, which has vowed to wipe us and Israel off of the face of the earth, is on the move. They are on the precipice of developing a nuclear weapon. By the way, they were aided by Bill Clinton, and they were aided by Barack Obama, and they were, they were aided by the Biden administration. So not only are we not working to keep these people from getting a nuclear weapon, in a lot of ways we're assisting them in getting a nuclear weapon. That is just so insane. But it's a fact. Folks, this is not a game. It is a dangerous world out there. The, this is how major world conflicts get started. And yesterday, you saw weakness. You saw indecisiveness. You saw people that had no clue what they were doing. We had about 2,000 troops that in place, 2,500 troops approximately, we pulled them out, only now to have the Biden administration go put between four and 6,000 troops back in when we had 2,500 troops there already. Does this sound like a group of people that know what the hell they're doing? This is the same group of people that are running our operations on the border, where we have people coming over the border, over the border that we have not screened. For those of you that think that we're all going to die from COVID, well, these people aren't being tested for COVID, and they come in. Now, I can't get on an airplane without being warmed three times. I'm going to go to jail if I don't keep a mask on, but these people are coming over the border. We don't know who they are. 
Yeah, yesterday I had to do my pre, TSA pre-screening. I had to show a photo ID. You know what? I had to show a photo ID to pick up a mirror that I bought from a from a department store. But these are the same people that are saying we don't need to have a photo ID to vote. Folks, this is insanity. Insanity. You know, I heard also today from the press secretary, the Defense Department press secretary, this guy named um, uh, John Kirby, who is an absolute idiot. If you've not listened to him, go on YouTube and listen to his, some of his uh, uh, his work, his press conferences. This man is an absolute idiot. And he was asked a question about our responsibility to bring people that have helped us over the years, the last 20 years, from Afghanistan, um, our responsibility to bring them into the United States and provide them support, help and support, and evacuate them and evacuate their families. You know what he said? He said, we are looking at that, but there's a process to it. And it's a process that we that we need to follow. It's a process that we have to be careful with, and we have to screen these folks. This is in Afghanistan. These are the people that helped us for the last 20 years, and there's a process. Well, what's the process down on the border? What is the process? Folks, if you can't see what is plainly in front of your eyes, I don't know. I have very little hope for the future of this country, if that's the case. But this is scary stuff. And uh, Xi and China... If there was ever a time that China was going to make a move and make a move on Taiwan, it's going to be right now. And I really think that before the 2022 uh, midterm elections, um, you know, I, I right now the way that, that, that Biden and his administration is going, I can't imagine that the 2022 midterm elections will be anything but a bloodbath for the Democrats. It, it has to be. I, this is insane. I don't know that we can make it three and a half more years of this incompetence. But what's going to happen is uh, regimes like Xi's in China, knowing that in the 2022 midterm elections, the tide is going to change against this administration. When would be the best time to move on Taiwan, knowing that nothing Absolutely nothing will be done to stop these people. I'm thinking it's right now. So for, for all of you that had your feelings hurt because Trump um, put out mean tweets, he was uh, a bully, that uh, you thought he was gruff, he didn't look presidential, well, I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you for voting this clown show into Washington. Thank you very much. And, you know... It really appalls me more, more and more that I think about it because the people that are going to have to pick up the pieces and fight and give their lives to defend this nation, when people start, uh, nations become aggressive towards us because they see weakness, it, it, usually it's not going to be you. It's not going to be you liberals. It's not going to be um, all of you leftists that are out there because you people don't go into the military. You people don't serve. You are not the ones that put your blood, sweat, tears, and material into the fight. We are. And once again, we are going to have to put ourselves in this situation to correct the problems that were created by the left. And you know damn well that you people will not stand up and fight. You never do. You never do. It's easy for you to go into the arts, to go into the media, <coughs> to go into all these different areas 
where you can be a keyboard warrior and attack and attack and attack, but you won't actually put your lives on the line like the rest of us do. And it's appalling to me. It just is. So I apologize if this podcast has been very, very negative, but it needs to be said. And folks, I'm telling you, this is a very, very dangerous time right now because the weakness that is being shown is just staggering. And I bet our enemies, whether it's Russia, whether it's Iran, whether it's China, I I just think our enemies are sitting back and thinking, wow, we could not have planned this any better if we wanted to. Because who among you has any confidence that this man, Joe Biden, will do the right thing and has the backbone to stand up and fight when he needs to? How many of you believe that? Because I, I sure as heck don't. Well, we'll keep an eye on this situation, and I'll keep you, keep you updated and uh, just fill you in on my thoughts and uh, the thoughts of others that I bring in to interview in this program in the future. So with that, folks, uh, thanks for joining me today. And check me out on Facebook. Spread this around to all your friends. This is Mark Vines, and this is The Mark Vines Show. And we will be talking with you soon. So you guys take care of yourselves out there.